The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. So, Jamie's the coolest. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. So good to see you. You too. Mm. These wildest of times. Oh my God. The wildest, right? Uh, I have no words for it. I. Every no one day. does. And your words change. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you see a lot of people that are trying to uh, say things because they want to assure themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they want to find other people that agree with them. Mm-hmm. This is why, like, Twitter is such a dangerous thing for oh, people who are it. mentally unstable during these trying times. Uh, you watch people lose their minds. Yeah. Well, it's a form of escapism. It is, but it's also um, they're, they're trying to find some stability. In, in a time where there is no stability. And there's some people that are very uncomfortable with uh, the unknown. They're very uncomfortable with things being like in a state of flux. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't know how this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. And they get serious anxiety. You know, because some people, they just, they're just not good under pressure. And this Correct. is a thing where everyone's under pressure. Yes, yes. So you see all, all these, these people that are freaking <laughs> the know. fuck out. It's oh, I know. It's... Those folks haven't had to deal with pressure. Right. I mean, like, think about yourself. You've had mm-hmm. to deal with a lot of pressure. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, well, you I did thrive that. under pressure. I, di- I do. And, like, you know, I, I, you know, witnessed the challenge in front of me. And then I'm like, well, what, what the fuck are you going to do? Are you right. going to freak out? And I have, like, a, a nice bandwidth for my, you know, understanding with myself. So I've, I went through all that last year. Like, I, I really, like, you know, I didn't tour at all in 2020. And, so like I was alone a lot and I had to like work on some shit. Yeah, that's rough. And and you know what's interesting is um I I did this thing where I like figured some stuff out cuz like when you're on the road, you know, you can just like leave your shit. Like you're just busy. Like what's in front of you is is a show right. and you're entertaining and you have and you're exhausted. You don't sleep that much and it's go 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 and then when like time stopped last year, I was like, "Oh man, I got all this baggage. <laughs> I gotta unpack it, and I don't want to." But I yeah. did, and it was it was like kind of profound. And when I decided to move to Austin, I that was like part of this thing that I just discovered of like great change that needed to take place in my life. And then I I mean I I met the love of my life when I got here, which is crazy because. I had just signed on to this autonomous plan of not dating anyone for nine months. Like I, and like I did it for a couple months, and it was awesome. It was like the best I'd ever felt. Like making sure it was just me. No one. I'm not letting anybody in. This is. I've got something I have to do. And then when I stopped caring about it, is when I, like the stars aligned, if you will. And I I feel that way about the anxiety around my career. Like the more I'm like, I have no control over what's happening. They cancel my shows, whatever, you know, like I was getting really sad about it. I was getting really anxious and depressed. And then like the more I'm just like you said earlier, you know, uh, this challenge of, of what I can't do, like it's actually kind of nice. I'm just letting it go. I I'll take what I can get. I see what you're saying. You know, it's like you found like a balance in yourself, and mm-hmm. then you met met someone. Like yes. that's that's like the if you would talk to like a psychologist, 
Clearly, I'm not one of those. But if you could, Wait, I would give you some bad advice. I give, I'd be like, fucking suck it up. That would be the worst psychologist ever. But I, I think they would all tell you that that's when you're going to make your healthiest choices because you're comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like when people get desperate, mm-hmm. right? Like what, That's one of the things. Like you, An attractive person could be desperate, and it makes them unattractive. Totally. It's the weirdest thing yeah. about human nature. It's like... Mm-hmm. We can't attribute it all to like the shape of a face or the, the, the shape of a body. There's something about a person, the way they hang out, the way they talk to you. Like, you're not compatible with everybody, mm. you know? And in some people, they just have a hard time syncing up. And when they, they, they come off desperate, and yeah. then everybody gets grossed out. And so, yeah. like, do you know that there's a thing? <sighs> I've really I w- struggled with that. Have on, you? On the receiving end of like, feeling like I owe people that energy like well you're very kind that's why you're a very kind me. person and I'm, I'm getting yeah. better at saying no but that was like a really hard thing for me to to not like just like you know run myself ragged trying to be whatever someone expected of me when at the end of the day I was like I don't like this yeah I'd rather remove myself from the situation but I'm a late bloomer there <laughs> well, no one really knows how to do it because everybody's like whoever you are now like hopefully no matter how old you are when you listen to this whoever you are now is the best version of yourself but we don't all start at the same starting point that's it's a hard thing to recognize but as I've gotten older and hopefully a little bit wiser I've recognized that in more and more people it's like we all start at a different spot mm-hmm. and it everybody's got their own challenges and weird fucking journey so what it takes for you to just get your shit together and even if it's not in comparison to how you sh- have your shit together mm-hmm. in 10 years mm-hmm. you know hopefully you'll be better at it in 10 years mm-hmm. but we're all like ah well <laughs> it's that waiting thing that's where you get fucked up because like I'm if I'm waiting for the success I've always wanted or the right. return I want to see on my hard work, I'm going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like the choice is, well, what are you going to do with that that worry or that that energy? And so, um, and I mentioned this earlier, like I have to create, I have to create, I have to make music, and wherever that that lands, wherever that music goes, you know, obviously I have some say in it, but a lot of it isn't up to me, especially now since everything's digital and you know it just goes where it goes you know if it goes viral or whatever that means anymore um but uh well at least you can create like imagine being like a crazy actor and not being able to work for a year like you can't act like there's some people that they have to do whatever it is they do whether it's acting or comedy or whatever Mm -hmm. singing Mm -hmm. they feel like that's them that's their identity Mm -hmm. and if you take away their identity for like a whole year Mm -hmm. Like, people can really struggle with who the fuck they are. Yeah. You don't get the, the thing that you love to do, you can't do. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, so many things were taken away from people. So many yeah. things that people enjoyed doing. Live performance was a mm-hmm. big one, right? Yeah. So we all went kind of crazy. <clears throat> yeah, we, they took our medicine away. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Mm-hmm. Like, you realize what... First of all, you realize, A, that that can happen. Mm-hmm. And then you like... When it keeps happening for like long periods of time, you start going, wait a minute, why am I giving up agency mm-hmm. to other humans right. that are making poor choices? Yeah. Poor choices for the economy, poor choices right. socially, right. poor choices for how we look at life mm-hmm. and risk. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do? And, and then how much faith are we putting in pharmaceutical companies? Yeah. I mean- Well, it, now all of a sudden you have to lift a finger. You have to stop being a baby and you have to actually like do your work. 
like un- have an yeah. understanding and have discernment. And a lot of us don't have that. You just can't give up control. The, the, the thing that everybody's worried about now is us moving into some sort of a digital social passport system. Yeah. That is 100% possible. That mm-hmm. can happen. We have mm-hmm. to be really careful about that. And people are like, why would that be such a bad idea? Because you Who can't. Who says that? People do. People <laughs> oh, are saying it. God, it's well, the same people that don't. Look, regardless of how you feel about vaccines, <laughs> regardless of how you fear, feel about vaccines, mm-hmm. the real problem is having a mandate. The real problem is telling someone you have to do something. Correct. Even if you're right, the real problem is telling someone that they have to do something. Mm-hmm. And this one's a weird one, especially when there's no proof that any of this works. Well, there's there's proof that it works. It definitely the vaccines when they're working on people definitely seem to improve their outcomes. Mm. They definitely make whatever the uh, the the illnesses they make it less severe. But so does being in shape. Mm-hmm. So does having a high level of vitamin D. I'm not saying it imparts the same amount of protection, but it's it's a protection that's ignored. Like they they know now and they've known for a while that COVID attacks fat cells. Mm-hmm. They, there's a there was a New York Times piece about it the other day, but they don't, you don't hear this like expressed over and over again in the news like you hear all these other things mm-hmm. about like a new pill coming out or a new this or you got to do that or make sure you do this and triple mask and whatever <clears> it is. They don't tell you well. There's here's a sign that for sure if you're overweight. We, we should fix this mm-hmm. collectively. Mm-hmm. We should talk about this the same way we talk about all these other pandemics. Let's talk about the pandemic of people just not being healthy. Yeah, well, you know, that becomes this touchy subject of like the way, you know, be yourself is celebrated and, you know, being I, healthy is anti. It's very weird. It's very backwards. The be yourself is celebrated. I get it because here's the thing. Most people that are like severely overweight are like, I'm again not a psychologist, but I would ha- I would say there's issues Absolutely. other than just the physical mm-hmm. that like make you want to eat that much food, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a crazy addiction. What, I mean, it's and I don't think it's much different than all the other ones, the gambling ones or mm-hmm. what, whatever sure. whatever drug ones. It's mm-hmm. a similar thing, I think. Yeah, and you can't just expect people to fix it on their own. So this whole like you know you're okay being you movement, mm-hmm. you're beautiful as you are. Mo- mm-hmm. It's good yeah. psychologically for these people because. The, the conceit is that these people are damaged, right? That something's wrong. That's why you're, you've eaten all this horrible food, whether it's something's wrong with it ed- education-wise or whether it's something wrong emotionally, like mm-hmm. someone hurt your feelings and, mm-hmm. and put you in a bad place in life or you grew up well, in a household that's shitty or that has mm-hmm. poor food choices and mm-hmm. whatever the fucking thing is. Obviously, you and I are different than those folks, mm-hmm. but why? You know, we should definitely like appreciate each other, but we also should be honest and just we should say we can all fix this. We mm-hmm. can fix this body thing. Yeah, it's it's for difficult. some people. At least. I know, I know, and it's very it's very sensitive. And um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, some of the people I care about that are overweight, it it's um, it's difficult because uh, it is it feels like you're watching someone hurt themselves. You know, um, in a way that. Uh, there are other choices yeah. for healthier outcomes, but it's not up to, it's, it's weird. It's like, it's such a taboo, you know, you can't really say anything and no, you can't. Um, yeah. I, it's really tricky. People get super, super offended by it. Yeah. You know, it's like if you, it's not that much different than a cigarette thing, but if you tell cigarette people, they're like, I know, I know. Well, it's, you know it's what sort I mean? of the question is like, are you happy? 
And if they are, then like fucking hands off, not my call. Right. And if you say, no, I'm not, I'm actually really uncomfortable or I'm miserable or, well, then there's another conversation to be had. But again, it's like, it's so much easier to say that to an alcoholic, you know, be like, hey, I see you really destroying yourself and I love you and I'm here for you. What can I do to help you? You know, it's so much more socially acceptable for that. Right. Um, but it's yeah. It's a body shaming issue. That's a you know yeah, it's a and that's shame not, of that's not the case. I would never know. do that to anybody. It's not about shame. It's about concern and care of for your well being, you know? Like that's that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's the 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 bad feeling is what we're trying to avoid, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to avoid people having a bad feeling. Yeah. I think there's ways to you know address the positive aspects of losing weight and not so much the negative aspects of being fat you, know, you can you could explain to people and they can do the math themselves instead mm-hmm. of like pointing you know you can tell them that they, they probably could use it mm-hmm. but let them figure it out on their own but the most important thing is like get everybody fucking doing something you know i i realized this just over the last few days because you know over christmas break family was over and mm-hmm. there was a lot of food and i ate like a whole pie <laughs> I ate, what kind of pie? I ate so much. I ate so much. <laughs> I ate everything. I ate pumpkin. I ate cherry. So you ate more than one pie. Oh no, but I ate a lot collectively. I, Suzanne, I have a real problem with food, so I understand people that yeah, are overweight. Yeah, but you've got the metabolism of a dragon, so you're fine. <laughs> but I work it off, and I do also. I trick. I do little tricks, like I don't eat for like you know 24 hours after i eat something horrible like that yeah Yeah. i let it burn through my system but i'm so stupid because i pay the punishment like i felt like shit for the rest of the day i felt like shit headache or anything i just was exhausted i was like this is what i felt like just just i had a whole pie in me at least one pie i had so much pie (laughs) did you work out too much to take the day off no there's too many it's family, family over. Yeah, it was yeah. too much. Wake up. Too presents. much high. How's yeah, everybody yeah. doing? Thing. Yeah, yeah. Having fun, but it was. Um, I but just a few days. If I just go three days with no working out, mm-hmm. I start to feel like no working out and eating pie. Yeah, I feel like shit. You feel now, awful. That's just three days. Yeah, but Most you're, all people, your chemicals are life. fucked up. Your right. endorphins are. Exactly. You're not getting your serotonin and all that stuff. It's yeah. basically like pulling the cork out of the bottom of your bathtub. Just pop. <laughs> And all the fucking you juice just runs down through the drain. All the you juice and yeah. the pie and the key lime. And Whatever the- makes you, you. It just all like runs on E. It's like, because you are you when you're feeling your best, right? Mm-hmm. That's who, that's the best version of you. You definitely don't have that after you eat well, a pie. Well, here's how I feel about those designated like food party days and drinking. Like I have to tell myself in advance you're going to eat like a dickhead <laughs> and just no complaining. Like, you know what you're going to do. Yeah. I'm a sweet, salty kind of gal. So I'll like eat the pie and then eat some Fritos. Mm. And then, but then I want the sweet stuff again. And it's a, it's a cycle. <laughs> and, um, and I just like, I have to like prepare myself and know like, this is the day. And then tomorrow you're, you know, back at it. But, uh, it's, yeah, I feel you. I felt like I had a headache <laughs> on Christmas cause I ate so many cookies and, um, yeah, no, I was just it's like poison. You know, it's poison. I know your I body's know. like, what so the good. fuck is this? <laughs> Isn't it funny that we've created something that almost everybody loves that's terrible for you, mm, like a yeah. cookie, like a, one of them giant ones? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, but they're so good. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like cultures are, are you know, are wrapped around food in this way that's really interesting. Like you know, you go to 
the South or like you know New Orleans, you get beignets and stuff like that. Like yeah. the, you like you have to get a donut and gotta get barbecue and, in Austin. Yeah, yeah, and like that shit fucks me up, man. Like I <laughs> I love it, but I'm I have a super sensitive stomach, and um you know it's interesting how you have these obligations sometimes. Yeah. In that way, whereas like. You know, no one's putting a gun to your head. <laughs> no, but if you want pizza and it's right there, you want that pizza. Right. Did you see the video that I put on my Instagram? I did. That was hilarious. Little, little baby little pizza for the first yeah, time. Jamie, have you seen that? that? How adorable is that? <laughs> that little face. Can you play it for me? That little face. Because this is not an act. Yeah. This is a baby no, it's, baby. I said it's, it's, it's a baby that's baby. That's a genuine. Yeah. So when she rolls her eyes back while she's eating that pizza, it's like no one feels happy. <laughs> no one taught her how to do that. No one taught yeah, her how to do that. that. That's, it's, but it's so bliss. Because like, if that was a commercial for your pizza, holy shit, would yeah. you make a fucking billion dollars off that pizza yeah. just from that ad? You know, I was just telling my man yesterday, I, I said I never order pizza. Uh, and I grew up, you know, my family owned an Italian restaurant. So we had pizza like four times a week and pasta and, and it was part of our our lives um but i always had stomach aches <laughs> and, but i'd still eat it and like you know my mom would be like you're faking and i'd be like no my stomach really hurts and and to this day uh if i if i don't if i have like that white bleach flour gluten mm-hmm. you know in a pizza or a burrito i'm totally fucked <laughs> i'm just i'm like i'm not i'm like incapacitated for it's a few hours glue i know it's glue it's you're so eating good. glue <laughs> yeah i know so you know i i realized that like there was this time in my life where i ate that stuff all the time and i love it yeah but it's just you know if i if i want to suffer <laughs> i will eat it um and i'll probably enjoy it for a minute before it all goes downhill. <laughs> Have you ever had any of that? There's a certain kind of I can do some grain. gluten-free sometimes. It's okay. But there's a certain type of gluten. There's mm. a certain type of uh, flour. What is it called? Double O flour? Is that what it's called? There's like, it's a non-genetically modified flour. Okay. Now, again, I'm a moron, but I've, uh, but uh, Maynard Keenan told me this, mm. and uh, he he actually grows food. He grows wine and makes oh, okay. his own wine and shit. Excellent. Yeah, he's got a, a, like yeah. a vineyard, Caduceus Vineyard. <laughs> it's like, he knows his shit. That's amazing. And he said that essentially what used to happen was they used to have like a very low yield grain, mm-hmm. and over the years of fucking with it, they've turned it into a very high yield grain. Yeah. But it has more of these glutens in it more yeah. whatever the yeah. whatever a complex but is that specifically is. to the u.s or because you know you go to europe they have different flour let's watch this baby <laughs> pizza. yeah no their flour is <laughs> different i don't think they're i don't think their flour is as modified as ours mm-hmm. watch this little baby right, watch this she takes a bite mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh that God. baby's oh that's just God. pure bliss look at this baby look at her close her eyes and lean her head back <laughs> it's amazing wow it's so adorable i know it oh my god that's pure bliss <laughs> that baby's like yes Yes. And this is where it starts. Yeah. Pure <laughs> bliss. Like, oh. When she was doing that with her lips, too, like, oh, Jesus, this is so good. I mean, can't really blame her. I just love when things are like that, when you see, like, a, a pure expression that, like, you can't teach a kid that. 
Yeah. That's just she's just she. she that's yeah. who she is. She's not putting it on. Yeah. When she fa- she yeah. didn't know how it looks when she makes that face. Mm-hmm. She just ate the pizza and she's like, oh yeah. Kids are amazing mm. like that though with joy. You know, like it, you know, it's amazing about kids is like they can take a compliment. Yeah. Like when you say, hey, that's pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, I'm the best, you know, and <laughs> and like no adult would ever say that because whenever we get a compliment, we always say something bad about ourselves. Right, you know, right, right. I do. It's something I've had to work on is say thank you instead of like, but kids are, you know, their joy is, is in, until, you know, they reach a certain age or, you know, you know, hopefully nothing bad happens, but like the the joy in them is is amazing. It's so beautiful. Well, they're they haven't been fucked up yet. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> don't I know it? <laughs> they all they all have like different levels of whatever the fuck it is to be a person. Different levels of like personality factors. They're like wired in from birth. Mm-hmm. Like you could have like five kids from the same family, and they all have totally different personalities. Oh my god, I know. It's like what? That, what? Okay, <laughs> but what is that? You have siblings. What is? Yeah, yeah, just one sister. Yeah, but like, what is that? Like, what makes someone? I think it's so many things. That, I mean, there's fucking so many factors of I what it means to be a nature, person. Nurture and I think there's some spirituality involved oh, sometimes. Jesus. I know, I know, um, and like. Which makes it like equally as I don't want to say as exciting, but like terrifying as a you know a parent to to yeah. think like oh my god I, this one time I said this thing and then the kid was never the same you know or you know I, I guess you kind of have to leave that up to you know fate or whatever but um, it's it is fascinating how I, I mean I would say my sisters and I were raised differently because of our different personalities and our uh, you know predispositions to whatever trouble all of us would get in which were all very different troubles yeah. you know we all did different bad stuff you have to find your bad stuff <laughs> but right? I was always upfront about my bad stuff I think that's why I'm so close with my parents like I moved to New York City when I was 16 and I was on my own when I was 17 and they were like we believe in you go get it Jesus Christ. <laughs> and like you know I was like going to bars and stuff and that's you know so I, 17. They they let me go to Tokyo when I was 16 for Holy six weeks. Holy shit. And I, because um, I, I used to be a model when I was a teenager. And like, I look back and I'm like, I, I can't believe they let me go. Like, you know, I didn't, let me turn this down because it's buzzing. Yeah, um, if everybody's like, something yeah, wrong yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Jamie. It's not Jamie's that fault. Me. That was me and we my, were, we were going to start out. practice amp. Well, I'll, I'll sing in a little bit. You would have um, what? Would it you? wouldn't have made it to the mix. No. I could have taken that out. Yeah. You could have? Yeah. Really? You're oh. such a pro. He's a pro. I know. The mix. <laughs> well, we'll just take it out anyway, folks. There's a little bit of feedback. Yeah, they let me go to Tokyo. And, like, I was uh, going to the club every night. And, like, I, I'm not not a joke. I, like, was hanging out with the Yakuza. And, and like, like, they would... Take take me and my friends out to dinner, but nothing nothing funny. Like I I came back, I remember I landed at the Cleveland Hopkins Airport, and I was like, Mom, Dad, I drank a lot. I tried ecstasy. I'm still a virgin. I had a great time. Thank you for letting me go. Uh, you know, like I didn't get into too much trouble, <laughs> but wow. but I mean, I I was like I I was very uh, open with them about who I was, and so I think we had a a trust and and I. I had values, even though I was, I had all this freedom, like I wasn't, um, I wasn't going to be a hoe, you know, like I wasn't going to be stupid. I had things that I really cared about that were important to me. So, you know, as much fun as I like to have, I still felt responsible, you know, Um, the idea that 
you should coddle your children is being challenged all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, Jonathan Haidt, he's uh, he's he's one of those guys that's into like free range children, like let your kids figure their way home. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, like let your right. nine year old well, there's a figure degree. their way home. Right, right, in right. In New York Ooh. City, that's that's rough. Well, I mean, it is, but I did it when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I think the world's more, I mean, it, the, the question is, is the world a more dangerous place now, or do we perceive it as a more dangerous place because we know the danger now? Mm-hmm. Like, the danger was always there. Yeah. It just wasn't as highlighted. Like, I almost got molested twice when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah. the story. It's scary. Yeah. Because I think, like, if there's someone wasn't there that recognized it at the library when I was, uh, I guess I was, like, eight or nine or something like that. I'm not sure how old I was. I don't, I don't totally remember but if that lady wasn't there and she didn't see that man trying to escape with me mm-hmm. who knows i mean right. i might have been dead right. that might who know, who the mm-hmm. fuck knows i have no idea yeah but you did you have the discernment at the time that you were in trouble or did you think no. you were going to go play with some puppies i something? thought i was going to play with puppies yeah, right, yeah. Right. i thought he was going to show me some books yeah. i was completely naive yeah. yeah i think i told you about this once too like i we were pretty you know, I grew up in uh, Parma, Ohio, until middle school, which is pretty blue collar, and uh, so you get a lot of you know, like working folks, and a lot of alcoholics, and like there were total like you know, pedophile like stuff on the street, and you'd just be like, oh, don't go to that house. You know, it was right. just kind right, of like right. it was just like common knowledge that um, you know to to know where your um, understanding of trouble was and i i feel like um actually the song i want to sing to you is about that and i i've i had that like revelation not that long ago about how fortunate i feel to have had this upbringing where i experienced real life and i wasn't coddled um i mean i i have great parents um and they they took really good care of us uh we're so loved and supported but like i have the opportunity to be out Outside a lot and like you know play outside be home by dinner like people don't do that anymore they have play dates yeah they have like supervised you know like it's not i mean i'm sure in some places your kids can go play outside but um i mean like there was this kid who would walk the tree line uh of our backyard every day in army fatigues and a, a bb gun and i always got a sick feeling every time i saw him and at one point our babysitter told us that uh, he he tried to force himself on her. Ugh. And, like, she lived with her grandfather, so if that doesn't tell you, like, that's a tough situation. So my, I remember my parents going to talk to her grandfather, and, like, years later, this guy, like, was a convicted serial rapist, like, dozens of women in the greater Cleveland area. And I used to see him every day looking out the back kitchen window, walking across our backyard. And, like, I mean... <sighs> It's just, you know, I look back at that stuff and it's it's very sad, but it's also like, but I knew something, you know, obviously, like something's wrong with that kid, you know? Right, but you could have got in a bad situation, right? Like, so- Well, there was, I think I told you this on the podcast. This was a story I told a long time ago. There was another kid who, uh, so when I was little, I was, I still am, but I was obsessed with fishing. You said when I was little, but I still am. I'm still obsessed with fishing. Oh. I love fishing. <laughs> I love to you met you're still little. <laughs> in, it's just emotionally... you know, in some ways, Joe, I am. Yeah, I th- well, I hope you all keep a little bit of that. You know? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm like, you know, keep I'm an excitable adult, so I feel like a little kid sometimes. I think that's but, good. I think that helps. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was playing in the backyard by myself. Specifically, I was trying to 
make a seesaw, but I was by myself, so you really need two for that. <laughs> the whole, right. like you need someone on the other end. And I didn't have any shoes on. And this one boy, I can't remember his name, but he was my sister's age. So he was like three or four years older than me. So he was like a, bo- like a boy, like, you know, adolescent. I think I was like nine. And um, he came out of the woods and he said, Suzanne, there's a largemouth bass in the creek. You got to you got to come see it. And I was like, holy shit, let me get my shoes. And I, I mean, I was so excited, like nothing would have stopped me from going to see a, a largemouth bass in the creek. And I ran up to my room and I put my shoes on and I don't think my parents were home. I think my sisters were there. And as I started to run out the door, like there was something in me that like I got clotheslined and just was gripped with terror. And I and I can't explain it. I can't tell you. No one said anything to me because like I was a pretty determined kid. So if someone told me something cool was happening, I was going to be there. And I look back, and obviously there's no chance that kind of fish would be in the creek. It was just crayfish and, you know, like nothing. There's no fish in the creek. And, you know, later this kid was, like, hurting animals in his treehouse. Like, he, I remember he, like, blew up a squirrel. And um, I really think that uh, that was a, a powerful moment in my life where it could have gone another way. Because I do believe that the boy would have hurt me. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> when I think about the time uh, when I was in the library, um, you know, as an adult, thinking back on it, like how crazy it is that someone got to a point where they were essentially my age or maybe a little younger. I don't, I don't remember how old the guy was. We might have been in his 20s from, for all I know. I was a little kid. Mm. They just It was just a man, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that that kind of person exists where they go to places where kids hang out and they try to catch strays. Crazy. They try to catch some stray kid that's not under protection, not mm-hmm. under the watchful eye of a parent, mm-hmm. just wandering around. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, that's our version of, like, we have this version of bad guys, but, like, you know, you go to Europe and, like, the abductions and, like, human trafficking is, like, through the roof. Yeah, it's uh, terrifying because they find people in basements and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was a, a woman who just got, um, she she was missing, and they found her in a basement. So you can find the story. They found her in a basement covered in coal. Like, some guy had grabbed her and, and put her in his fucking basement. I oh think she was gone for a couple of days. You what know, is it, what I, is the story? What is the... Um, I think the world is different. I mean, in look at this missing Utah college student found alive and covered in coal in man's basement. Utah college student was found nearly 90 miles from campus in the home of a man who has been charged with kidnapping and rape. Police said, holy fucking shit. How long was she there? <sighs> well, you know, five day manhunt for missing 19 year old college student concluded with police finding her alive after a harrowing ordeal. A Utah man is now in custody. Holy shit. She was found naked and covered in coal in a coal storage area of a home in Loa, Utah on December 18th. Oh, my God. You remember um, the girls in Cleveland. I mean, not to keep this. This is pretty dark. We're having a dark conversation here. But I was home when they were found. Right. There was like 10 girls. Three girls. Three girls. I made it up. I made up the extra The one girl had been there for, I believe, I believe 13 years. But the two were there for 10. Oh, my God. And, um, like... But, it, I mean, it's it's crazy. I was home oh when they God. were discovered. It was insane. It was... Three women missing for a decade. Why did I think it was 10? 
and a six-year-old. Yeah, because wasn't one that of the one of the child? Had a chil- child. Oh, and he kept the baby with the the women in the cage. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Yeah. So I guess. Oh my god. I guess there is a. Yeah, we do have to keep our head on a swivel. Well, this <laughs> I mean, is what's crazy, like- Suzanne. What's crazy is that this, even though as horrible as it is that it exists in 2021, the thing is it's rare. That's what's weird. If you look at human history. I mean, I think people have been doing that kind of thing to people forever. For a long time. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Just, take it. Just yeah. grabbing Just people, it. snatching them. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, we're, 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 we're like a, you know, just an advanced primate. But I think with that said, like there's a, I feel, and maybe I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I, I feel like there's a degree of my uh, instinct that I have now that like, you know, ooh, this feels familiar or right. this doesn't feel right. You know, and I, I've gotten really good at just going with it, even if I'm wrong. I'd yeah. rather be wrong and look like a crazy person than right and in trouble. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't be wrong, wrong. I mean, you're pretty easygoing. I don't think, I think, I think you recognize patterns and you recognize like squirrely thinking from mm. a person where someone just seems off. Something mm-hmm. about the reaction seems off and you're like, yeah. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'll see you later. <laughs> well, people can pretend to have their shit together yeah. for a long time. Like mm-hmm. People can trick you for a long time. I know. Especially if you're sweet, if you're a nice person. I hate to, that. Trying to make friends. And then you let someone into your midst and you go, oh, yeah. you're fucking crazy. Yeah. That is a lot of work, huh? Yeah. You just dumped all this work on me. Like they, they'll sell you something. It's like the previews. And then you watch the movie. Yeah. And you're like, hey. <laughs> yeah. This is not the movie. <laughs> Why did I pay five ninety nine for this crap? This is a total different movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well. You want to hear a song? Yeah, I do want to hear a song. I want to. I want to. Let's go. Change course. How's this? Is that too loud? Okay. You know, it's funny. This is called Mercy. And your nurse outside, Mercy. What a gem. She's awesome. Your mama came running out of the house with a wild look in her eyes. You trailed her all the way down the block till she sat right down and cried. Curtain swaying in every window, crack Venetian blinds. Yeah, it could be any one of us with a broken mind. Yeah, it could be any one of us with a broken mind. And I learned about mercy. About mercy for everyone else and for myself. I learned about mercy. Yeah, I was just a kid then, skinning my knees in Woodbury Hills, trying to make a little sense. My heart got crushed when the cat got killed. It was a mean man down the block. 
But he's keep outside and his poison milk How I learned to keep the door locked The thought of it still gives me chills And I learned about darkness I learned about darkness Heavy like sick or hidden in a kiss I don't know how to be How to shut my mouth How to let things breathe And it gets so hard to see With my history standing in front of me They felt like strangers They still do now But sometimes they're saviors Sometimes they're saviors And I learned about changes I learned about changes You win some, you lose some Cry about things that used to be fun, but you're changing. Yeah, we're changing. Yeah, we're changing. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. New shit. I love it. Some new shit. You know, I just played uh, at Antone's here in Austin. I love that place. With uh, Gary's whole band. Oh, shit. And it was so much fun. And then um, he and Nicole were there. So we, we snapped. That was the 15th, right? The 15th. Yeah, it was fun. I had a gig. Otherwise, oh, I would have been there, too. in with us. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was well, just... when you guys did Midnight Rider that one time. You love it. But don't I play it. You'll get in trouble love again. I love it. I don't know if we're getting in trouble now that we're on Spotify. I think we can get away with it. We got in trouble over on YouTube. No, we're, I love, I love, love playing with Gary. Uh, he's just so cool. Yeah, he's so cool. But the two of you guys together, I'm telling it's you. It's fun. That is a wild combination. You guys should record some shit for sure. We're, you know, we've, we've been you hanging must. out in the studio a little you bit. You must. It's been fun. You must. You it's two together fun. with his fucking guitar and your voice. So Holy fun. shit. So fun. So that I got Midnight to do. That Midnight Rider, dude, that was special. It I really was. wish you guys would record that. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know. Should, you really should record that. Because <laughs> Gary Let's has his own to. sound. Yeah. Gary's one of those guys where he's so, like, I have no musical information. I don't know how to play That's shit. That's not true. No, no, I don't know anything. I don't know yeah, how to, but, but, but you're I, a listener. But I'm a listener. But I'm, what I'm saying is like, Sorry. I don't know how to play guitar. I don't know what what's involved. Mm -hmm. I know you move your fingers; it looks beautiful. <laughs> it, the sounds incredible. But <laughs> I know that some people they can make it sing, and you hear them. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Gary's one of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He when he plays it. that guitar, when yeah. he's playing that that solo in Midnight Rider, I'm like, oh my god, that's Gary Clark Jr. doing yeah. Midnight Rider. Like if you yeah. played it for me. I'm like a sommelier at a fancy restaurant. I'm it like, this feels is like it Chardonnay. comes from another place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's a real 
He's like channeling something. He's putting himself into his like it, that's Gary Clark Jr. That mm-hmm. music is him. Like yeah. you can hear him in the. It's pure. Yeah. There's some. He hits these notes where you're like, oh, that's Gary. Yeah. Yeah. But, but everybody plays guitar. There's some, not no, everybody, he, but obviously it's hard yeah, no, to do. Yeah, no, he has but a I signature, mean, and his voice is so good. Yes. I a uh, couple like a month ago was it a couple weeks? Yeah, it was a month ago. I I got this call. I was at the mall buying jeans. And, and I got a call and they said, hey, can you be in Cincinnati tomorrow? Their openers got COVID. And I was like, fuck, yes. <laughs> and I got on a plane and I opened for them for two nights by myself. And it was so much fun because, um, one, I got to just like play music for people. Uh, but two, they have a bubble, you know, um, and I rode on the bus with them. So they have like, a bubble, a bubble, like, like a you, COVID you bubble. Can't, yeah. Right. Like you're you're with the yeah. crew. You're tested every day and yeah. don't go hang out with friends in right. St. Louis. So I just got to play. I didn't have to go out and sell merch or anything and then just watch them. And it was so fucking awesome. They're so good. The whole band, Eric Zapata, Elijah Ford, J.J. Johnson, uh, John Keys, like his whole band is is phenomenal no he's he's also in touch with some amazing musicians it. here i know you know like yeah. the peterson brothers mm. how badass are those they're so dudes? sweet they're yeah. so sweet but they're also they're so yeah, fucking they're talented yeah. Yeah. and you watch the two of them together you're like oh my god I there's know. two of them i know they're so nice they're so too. nice but they're so talented yeah and you know it's like gary's music it, it like it fits perfectly in this town too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it like, does. It, well, he's from here. You know, this yeah. is his. This is his court. You know, you can tell. Like it fits. Um, and it's it's really cool. But he's you know, he's such a good dude. Yeah. He's yeah. A shit. I'm. It's like, I'm such a fan that like, you know, yeah, I want to. It's Peterson yeah, Brothers yeah, with yeah. him. <laughs> oh, I love it. What? When was this? It was 2016. It was a long time ago. It's like who's drumming? This is 2016. Yeah, it's a long time ago. This is back when the world was real. <laughs> oh my god! Back before we entered into the metaverse. You know, we're on, we're on machine time now. You know, yes. like it's moving so fast. Yeah, it's we're too just fast. always on the thing, and yeah. I have discovered that I'm most happy when I'm. Uh, I take a lot of walks. I go on long walks along with working yeah. out. Okay. Um, and when I'm when I'm reading books, like actual books. Oh, and so just you like, read them while you're walking? No, no, those are those are two tape? separate experiences. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two separate. Okay, yeah, yeah. you could do them at the same time, you know. But it brings me back to some like reality within myself where I'm not like caught up in a just tornado of emotions from social media or or my fucking email yeah. or or just the news. You know, like you're the minute I pick this thing up that that has me on a leash. I feel like I've lost my agency and I never know what's going to happen. And then I have to collect myself afterwards of like, why am I pissed off? Oh, it's because my followers went down or like something oh, stupid right. like that. That's just ridiculous. And it, it takes away from everything. But the problem with followers is you could see them, you know, like you see the number. <laughs> it's the kind of the craziest yeah. thing ever. Like yeah. you, you see a number. Yeah. And that, that's one of the reasons why it's so addictive, right? Mm-hmm. Like the likes. Well, yeah, likes you get your dopamine. Very, yeah, very addictive. All that addictive, stuff. Very addictive. But like, I also get my dopamine from like playing Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be careful. I like, like real life things. The problem is it's making people like, it's making people alter the way they think about other people. Because of everybody's p- 
projecting this oh, yeah. version of themselves that's yeah. so unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Or they're being super sherry. Oh, yeah. Sharing a little too much. No, that's the thing, too, of like, you know, so I got engaged and we wanted to like post something. And I was like, oh, man, like I feel like not that I'm not excited because I am. But there's something about it that I hesitated at first. But but and it was beautiful. Like we feel so good to to share our announcement, you know, but um, I get a, a little knee jerk with. The, the just um, being inundated with people's feelings all the time because right. there, most of the time there's not a solution. You know, it's just the, I feel bad, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And, and I get that and I, and I have empathy, but I think there's some, I, I wonder what happens when you don't share that publicly and you figure out how to heal yourself. and Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with sharing it publicly. A lot of people... They can push aside the negativity and maybe they can look at it in perspective. Maybe it's the victim thing that I'm I'm really reacting to. Victim thing, like the like victim society. Oh well, I mean, w- the thing about like sharing something on social media that's a po- super positive thing. It's just a positive thing. It's just love. Mm-hmm. It's just love. Great. Like anybody that would react in a negative way, because you're not just thinking a negative like, oh that bitch, you mm-hmm. know, or oh fuck him, or whatever. Mm-hmm. For people think we're. They, it depends on how much rent they owe, and you know, <laughs> their their girlfriend dumped them. They got mm-hmm. fired from their job, and mm-hmm. they're fucking angry. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they can type something really mean that you could read, and for no reason you taking this, it's just like we're not designed for that. Right. It's not healthy. Well, so it's not bad to post something, but it is bad to read all the things that various random people think about the posting because you can get you don't have that much time. Mm. Every single thing that a person says to you, you at least have to consider. You can say, "Oh, that person's a moron. I don't think they're correct," or "Maybe that person's smarter than me. Maybe I should consider what they're saying." Mm-hmm. But when there's just random assholes and you don't know anything about them, right? And they're saying mean stuff to you because you're posting, you got engaged to your fiance. Like, mm-hmm. why? Well, I think hmm, I think we're talking about a lot of things. Um, We're talking about a lot of things. I know. That's that Snoop Dogg weed. (laughs) Woo! Woo! (laughs) I haven't smoked it yet, and I think I'm going to wait because I'm scared. But well, it's it's also Buffalo Trace. Oh yeah, it's so good. good I'll take a little more of that, by the way. I, I know you would. I know you would. It's going to be one of those. Shows. Well, I don't want to knock on anyone that shares their feelings on social media because I've done no, it too. No, nothing wrong with I it. I think it's I think it's the matter of the manner in which um, you're projecting your self onto a public platform. Sometimes um, it feels. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't feel genuine, you know, as a, as a reader. But at the right. same time, I think I'm just over all of this shit. <laughs> I'm so cheers. I'm cheers. just. I want to like. I want to be in nature. I just want to be Whoa. out of this shit. Well, we don't know how to do this, Suzanne. I think this is the problem. There's no. Don't judge me. I'm sure I'm people are giving this jewel. Don't no, get in there. I think people are. Um, they're giving out. Milk. They must be giving out classes. <laughs> are you a, a nicotine addict? No, I just. Is that jewel with marijuana? Or no, jewel? it's a jewel with nicotine. Oh. And I'll, yeah, I guess I am a nicotine addict uh, sometimes. Yeah. How long it, you been doing that? Uh, a little while. But the you, thing don't, is, you don't smoke cigarettes, do you? I, I. That could roughen up that voice. Kid. I know it's so Be bad. Careful. Well, this isn't good for my voice Be either. Careful. I, I think that's basically gonna just kill your body. <laughs> I, don't think know it, it. I think it's gonna mess up your voice. I think it's gonna yeah, no, I have rules. Like neurons. I'm gonna put this down in like a week, and then I'll just be away. Uh, no more. I don't. I think it's probably better 
you know, the, there's a, a problem. Cigarette. It gets demonized. Mm. When something gets demonized, I have to say, okay, is it, are they demonizing this because it's actually bad, or are they demonizing this because it's a threat to profits for an established company that has a shit ton of money? One of the things that I talked to Adam Curry, you know Adam Curry? Okay, yes. You know I love No Agenda. He's the best. Yeah, He's the I'm a big father. fan. I, I really like him a lot. If not for him, none of this would be and possible. And John C. Dvorak. I, yeah. like, when, I like when they have their little fights. <laughs> well, they're super big smart guys, and, yeah. and, and Adam is a good friend. I love him to death. Awesome. I love him to death. And oh, my God. He's one of the reasons why I came here, like talking to him. He's so smart. When he was high on Austin, I was like, okay, maybe he's on something. But anyway, he, like he's... He talked to me about this, and he said a lot of this was based on a bunch of people who died, uh, a, a group of kids that died from bad e-cigarettes that were actually marijuana cigarettes. Oh, does he? He smokes these things, right? I do not know if he does that I anymore. Feel like he's a he he may have in the past. Remember. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. He smokes a lot of weed, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that, motherfucker, that motherfucker could throw down. <laughs> See if you can find what that story was, Jamie. There was like it was. There were e-cigarette, but it was e-weed. And so they were attributing it to vaping. They were saying all these kids died from vaping. And he's yeah. like, no, no, no. It was a small group of kids that died because there was a tainted product. Mm. And he said, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm paraphrasing him. I think he was saying that it's one of those things, like we talked about earlier. It's either the outrage is because something is really, really dangerous or the outrage is because something threatens profits right. of something else. And I should just, out of the way, I, I'm 100% in favor of you buying cigarettes. Oh, but, wow. But I smoke cigars mm. I, I think you should be, I drink whiskey it, it's, it's not strike, good for you the mood, when the mood strikes I'll buy a pack and then I'll go months without smoking good. it's just like a, a thing about some, it grounds me I think but yeah. but but, with, but I think point, he like, was saying that we have this idea that it's really bad to vape right. And right. it might not exactly be true. CDC's website. Okay. I remember this. This is the vitamin E stuff they found it. Okay this is it vitamin E acetate is strongly linked to E-V-A-L-I outbreak. I don't know what that means. Uh, vitamin E acetate has been found in product samples tested by the FDA and state laboratories and in patient lung fluid samples tested by CDC from geographically diverse states. Vitamin E acetate has not been found in the lung fluid of people that do not have whatever E-V-A-I-L is. Um, do you, see if you can find that story. With, there was kids that died. And they died from uh, tainted. Uh, That's this. But is there a was story that says? Was there like a bacteria says, in there or I mean, something? This was the or CDC was it... looking into. They had right. to write this because they looked into it because it was a out, like it was a thing. Right. It was a national issue. So is this the the story of the? Okay. So it says at the top when you scroll up, it says outbreak of lung injury associated with the use of e-cigarette or vaping products. I guess I'm looking for like a dumb story, and this is like a. A page of uh, but the, you know the what like CDC site the, the the thing is Joe like it's really difficult to decide what's real like you know you hear a story you see a story on the internet and 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 maybe it's true maybe it's not like I, I don't it, it's like you said it, it's major commerce well, look at this though the mysterious vaping illness that's becoming an epidemic a surge of severe lung ailments has baffled doctors and public health experts okay Here's one thing I do know. I do know of a family who had a young son who was a teenager who died, and they think it has a connection to vaping. They're oh, really? very sick, and, and he had some sort of a lung issue. Ugh. And I got to imagine that if you're doing it all day long, yeah. like a lot of these kids are, they're doing it all day. Like if mm -hmm. you can give a kid something where you give them, which is, uh, nicotine is essentially, is it listed as a stimulant? Yes. Is it a stimulant? 
Yes. Is that what they call it? Yeah, and it? it makes you feel so good. <laughs> Nicotine gives you the greatest head rush. I love Jamie, a cigar. Jamie, do you still smoke? Good for you. I, I was going to add into this, which I don't know. <clears throat> I know that I, from when this happened, the... Uh, Whoever was getting them, or I don't know, it was a national thing. So lots of people that were getting the actual cartridges that they were putting the juice or the oil or what have you in. Yeah, mm-hmm. those those were where the issue started. I think like the cartridges themselves right. were bad. Yes, I think they they said they were like uh, contaminated or something. There was something wrong with them, right? Right, and that's why I, I remember they were saying they were coming from China, or I, that's why I'm like, I don't know that. You know, well, it's like everything else. You, China, if if it was regulated, like if you could only get a version of it where there was a some sort of a, okay here potential culprits in mystery lung illness black market vaping products. So this is uh, some lung oh, illnesses. Is that what it is? Is that what they're saying? Uh, it, it got so confused because it was it just started popping up. They're called popcorn lung and all sorts of weird yes. things. But here's happening. the thing. Yes, I, I think if you're doing if you're doing anything like that all day long, if you're taking any mist into your body that has chemicals in it, mm-hmm. which is essentially what those things are, the, mm-hmm. you, those ones that look like a lunchbox, and these kids are sucking oh, on those, them and they yeah, make yeah. giant clouds of smoke. <laughs> yeah. Those kids are taking in stimulants right, through right, their right. fucking blood vessels all day long. Yeah. In yeah. the lung, they're sucking it into all, their lungs. All I can say is, I know if I do this too much, I don't feel well. <laughs> so, and that's something to be like me with pie. Of. Yeah, like your pie, exactly. Yeah, my situation with so, you too much you know, pie. like right now, I'm kind of like in holiday mode. Um, and, and just in general, like my cell phone, like I don't like when something has a hold on me. I don't like when I wake up and I'm having my coffee and I'm like, where's my fucking jewel? Yeah. I don't like that. My boy Sturgill just switched over to that light phone. I got a green text from him. I'm like, what's going on, son? It's a light phone. It's one of them little bullshit phones. I don't know. Oh, you mean like a flip phone? No. It's like a phone that will <laughs> ah, let you only make phone calls and text messages. <laughs> it's a little tiny ass phone. Oh, you can't yeah. get online. I you're, want you, it on you that. You ain't watching no YouTube videos. Oh, you ain't answering emails. What a great dude. Yeah, he went full light phone. That's sent really in smart. that green text. How's his quality of life? Do you know? I'm going to check in a couple months when he's missing them iMessages. <laughs> he's, he's missing them nice videos. Because we would send yeah. each other memes. I'm like, Aww. come on, bitch. No more memes. No more memes. Sturgill <laughs> like, out there just, in the woods. Just handle it. Just <laughs> handle the pressure. Just give yourself like, some discipline. Does it tell discipline. time? Does he know what time it is? Like, he may be, a... Maybe he knows what time. It's like fucking, it's barely running correctly. Do you, do you remember the, like, the first phones, the Nokia phones with the snake game? You know? Anyone? Snake game. Oh yeah, there yeah, yeah. That, the that, game. Yeah, you know, like there were flip phones you yeah. play a game on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love that. Or thing. the little ones, the little tiny phones. It was mm-hmm. like a one piece. Yeah. Jammy. Well, yeah. And, like my first text message of like, "What the fuck do you do with this?" And I'd just be like, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> it takes like three minutes it's, to make a hi. It's me, Sue's. You know? Yeah. Oh, because you'd have to be like, dot, yeah. dot, dot, oh. H I. <laughs> It was so dumb. Shoot this little time. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at that little cutie. That's a great. That's great. Smallest mobile phone. L8 Star BM70. Twenty five bucks. You can buy that and yeah. you can call people with it. How, I bet the battery ear. life is like four days. The whole thing just stays I, in your I, ear. I, the whole I, thing stays <laughs> in your ear. That's hilarious. He shoved the whole thing in his fucking ear. Is that real? I don't know. No, no, that's a Bluetooth headpiece, bro. What's the whole thing? Look at it. Look, see, there's no earpiece. It's it's in your fucking ear like a earpiece. What is the battery life on this thing? A hundred hours. A hundred hours? What? 
A <laughs> hundred days? That's amazing. And it's on T-Mobile, so everything sucks about it. <laughs> oh, hey, that was just a joke. Oh, I didn't mean slam. that. I didn't mean that, T-Mobile. Don't oh, get mad at me. What are you, a me. Verizon guy? No, I'm nothing guy. I love T-Mobile. Superior battery. You love T-Mobile? It was just T-Mobile. a joke. It was a joke. I had to do it. It was right there. Oh, it's not wrong. 120 this hours guy. on standby. That's well, the tiniest phone I've ever heard of in my do you, life. Are you on your phone a lot? Too much, for sure. Yeah. But not a lot. Not like a ridiculous you, amount, but most of it is it has zero to do with me. I'm right. just like watching. Most of it's YouTube videos right. and maybe books on tape if I'm driving. Well, know? that's different. Books on tape, you're learning something. I, I, I have no... Not the kind of books I'm oh. <laughs> What are you listening I'm to, racy novels? <laughs> I'm not learning shit. No. No, I, I have listened to uh, quite a few novels. The- <laughs> I do enjoy novels. You know what I enjoy about novels is that they have an actor read it, but they have the guy do the girl voice. Oh, yeah, that's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, James, where are we going? Yeah. You're like a grown-ass <laughs> man. Do a girl voice, and you have to, like, the suspension of disbelief has yeah. to kick in. Where, yeah. Like, yeah, that's totally a really hot girl. Um, He's not even trying. You know, I'm, but sometimes it's done really well. I'm listening uh, to Hemingway right now, uh, The Sun Also Rises. It's really great. Oh, but the, does but he do a girl voice It's read by that? William Hurt, and he does all these accents. Oh. And, he, and it's it's really well done. Um. Yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, that's funny. You know, when I I did a couple tours by myself where I was driving like 10, 12 hours a day by myself and I was like the thing that kept me going were racy novels on yeah, tape. Yeah, you get caught up and, in it, And right? I'd be like, I'd be so into it that I'd like be listening when I got to my hotel, but I'd be like, just kiss her! You know, like <laughs> pounding on the dashboard, like I was so invested in it. Uh, and um, yeah, you know what? I've, I, I, I'll just, it is what it is. You know, I still maintain my dignity. There's nothing wrong with that. Girls, for whatever reason, are into pornographic r- literature, mm. but they're well, not into p- visual pornographic stuff. Like girls, mm. like here's some girls are. <laughs> pardon me. You're right. I'm being general. I'm generalizing. But the point is, one thing. Uh, this is what I can say generally: mm. is that one thing exists in the female culture doesn't exist in the male culture, and that's right. written sure. pornography. Sure. Like books that I don't are know. comic books though. Comic books can get pretty romantic yeah, and and well, There's, yeah, it's true. That's yeah, true. I'm just saying like just like uh, shades of what is it? Fifty Shades of Grey. You know what it's called. <laughs> I do. I just forgot it in the moment. Come on, like, you've been letters? watching. What was that called? It's back tattooed on my ass. What? It was like letters. It wasn't letters. The other, but it was yes. like penthouse. Yeah, letters yeah penthouse letters. Like okay. There was definitely some of that where right. dudes just jerked off to. I'm sure. <laughs> However. Girls have entire relationships with like perverts, like Fifty Shades of Grey, or vampires, like the the fucking Twilight series. Totally. That was literally about girls having a sexual relationship with a vampire, right? Which is the dumbest well, fucking thing know, I've ever heard of, of all, in my there life. There was romance. There was romance involved. <laughs> he was dead, and then she became a vampire too. He came Sorry, back to spoiler. Life. <laughs> spoiler alert. But but my point is that it became a, a thing for girls. To the point where it made guys angry. Like, guys got angry at Twilight. It was really weird. Well, it was weird. The thing <laughs> is, so I can speak to my adolescent self on that, and the romance involved was the, it wasn't sexual. You know, I mean, right. eventually it was, but I, I read the books as a youngster. <laughs> and then I watched the movies. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a lot different from like an actual racy novel. Right. You know, it, right. it was like teen, teen romance drama. Right, 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 right. 
Yeah, that's not a good example. The better example is the Fifty Shades of Grey. Sure. Twilight is a good example of like romantic notions where like women are looking from for some vicious fucking killer that doesn't kill them. Which is weird, but <laughs> real. That's I, I one of the there's... reasons why women want to marry serial killers. What? Oh, it's a big thing. What? Yeah, it's a huge thing. Like Richard Ramirez, the Night this Stalker. Is news to me. They, they, uh, Ted Bundy. They, they get all these marriage proposals from women. A lot of them are hot too. It's crazy, and they find guys that are in jail for killing women. And they they want to marry wow. those guys and they send them pictures of themselves nude and they try to do all kinds of things to get into romantic relationships with guys who are serial killers so of women. It's really common. It's like, you know, we're talking the, about. I wonder what the Jungian take is on that one. It's a good. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. Let me think about that for or a Nietzsche. second. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever it is. It's some weird thing that happens where a woman wants to align herself with someone who's willing to cross the line. Like the line of civility and civilization and community is assassination. It's murder. Mm -hmm. Someone's willing to like just go out there and kill, do the wildest shit you can do is end a person's life and it might be her life. So they align themselves with this guy. I, like, I feel like that would be like an interpretation of power in some way, obviously, because if you have the power and the gumption to end someone's life, that's a specified brand of power right so um and you know i'll be honest there there's a lot of uh a lot of betas out there and you know i think that there's what a you saying? there's an imbalance um a, a, actually a, an egregious imbalance in our feminine feminine and masculine social um structure so i i mean i'm not i'm not into serial killers disclaimer but i think i could understand a specific kind of woman that really needed a specific kind of energy, which is fucked up. I mean, there's a lot of therapy in, in there. But yeah. um, I think that, you know, with this imbalance, a lot of us, like not myself anymore, because I, I really did find my king and he's something else. <laughs> um, and I've never felt this balanced in my life, to be honest with you, um, because he's really such a man. Uh, in so many ways, in his intellect, but he—he's also so kind and sensitive. He's jacked too. He's jacked too. He's that's really important. jacked. Nick, that, that's, that's a little you. bit important. Um, but I, you know, I'll, I'll speak for Shout myself. Out to Nick. Shout out to Nick. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> you know, I've been alone for a long time, and I've been lonely for a long time, and I've been very autonomous in this way, where I feel like I've had to be very masculine and feminine in the sense of like just taking care of myself and it's really masculine is like like it, protecting yourself yeah yeah right. and like me looking out for me right and you have and, to be hard yeah a little bit yeah. And, and like in so many ways being a musician touring and, and like just like you know uh being the only woman in a room full of men all the time mm. but you know it's really since i met nick and and he really is like my match like we are just we were made for each other. I get to be more of a woman now than I've ever been, and it's so cool. <laughs> like, I love it. Do you think <laughs> that, uh, I, uh, first of all, that's awesome. I'm super happy for <laughs> you. But do you think that this is happening with people with, with like, this sort of erosion of sexuality in terms of, like, 
we, we, we have like a divide between men and women sometimes in this country for, mm. for whatever weird reason. Sure. And we also have a bunch of people that don't want to identify as either a man or a woman. Mm. And I was talking to um, uh, uh, someone recently where they were, we were, we were discussing this idea of like where does, where does human biology go to next? If we used to be some sort of cave person and then we eventually became people on the internet, like where does it go next? Because it's going somewhere. Well, technically, from I, I, like we have like all the marks of a collapsed society with our obsession with sexuality mm-hmm. and all the things that are, you know, this. Do you know who Douglas Murray is? Yeah. I, yeah. I, the madness Brilliant. of crowds. Yes. Amazing. Like, you know, a lot of my life has changed in so many ways, but uh, specifically my politics and my belief in, in, you know, where I was before and where I am now, which is really in the middle. I'm really in the taint of think, all of this stuff. I think the taint is where <laughs> it's a civility good lies. Well, you know, Douglas Murray, man, the madness of crowds is... It's, is, geni- it's genius. It's genius. And, and um, the thing about Murray is, like, he's got a an interesting get out of jail free pass too because he's gay because he's gay and conservative and he's yeah, conservative and I gay know. they don't know what the fuck to do with him and but yeah. but he also says what he thinks mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that just can't do that anymore for mm-hmm. whatever reason but one of the things that he said about today he said if you look at past civilizations whenever they were about to collapse mm-hmm. whether it's ancient rome this, yep. ancient greece they got affixed on gender yep. gender became a giant it, issue yeah, yeah gender, gender. Mm-hmm. but sexuality too it's like sure. all of it it's like chaos mm-hmm. there's something that happens where there's like the the the, the, the sort of like uh dissolving of boundaries of everything yes like throwing society out the window lighting it all on fire but with no plan of the future and then on top of that people start questioning their sexuality their Mm -hmm. gender it's like it becomes more it becomes more common to say why do why am i doing it this way and Mm -hmm. it becomes more common for people to realize like that this way that tr- the traditional way makes me feel like shit. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. I mm-hmm. want to wear a dress mm-hmm. and I want to have sparkles in my eyes. Sure, you sure. know, and that's fine. That's fucking cool too. Mm-hmm. But I am with you in the middle of this. Like I am, I'm, I, I kind of lean more left socially with like almost everything. Mm-hmm. With almost everything. Me too. The only thing that fucks me up is the, the idea of accountability and discipline is that like Mm -hmm. I think that one of the reasons why people are not as happy as they could is because they haven't there's this there's some some of us out there that are not putting in the amount of effort and time to take care of our bodies in terms of whether it's even just meditation or exercise or something Mm -hmm. that's that requires discipline and sometimes you can't just be nice to people and expect them to have discipline sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to say mean shit Mm -hmm. and you gotta go hey you're fucking up like we got to get out of this little hole we're right, in here. Right. Let's go. Well, what's what's the thing you said about the weak men make? It's not me. It's a very old saying. But you posted yes. this recently. It's, Sorry. Well, it's but... it's a very old saying, but it's hard times create hard men. Right. Hard men create easy times. Easy, easy times. times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, I, think... I don't remember who was the author of that, but it's uh it's a very common expression that I think is real, and I think it's. It's it's represented in just our cycle of evolution of developing as a, a race of people, mm-hmm. as a, as a civilization, life on Earth that's human. Mm-hmm. We're all evolving and figuring this out, and we're battling about how to do it and how not to do it, mm-hmm. and what to say, what not yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's so everything's so offensive, and yeah, uh, but it's you also know, we're, we're just sorting it out. 
Like right. in the middle of the offensive, there's people saying it's not offensive. Stop, relax, and then everybody calms down a little bit. There's like this battle going on back and forth. But I, I appreciate your um, uh, peaceful way of 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 approaching that, like you know, sorting it out. That's a really nice way to say it because it doesn't feel like that. And I I, I want to have a better way of not being so sad about yeah. how offended everybody gets. We can sort it out, Suzanne. Yeah. We can all, all you <laughs> people so. listening, we can sort it out. I think most people want to be happy and kind and nice and have good friends. Most people. And there's a lot of confusion as to like what that requires. Like, you know, is it are these people assholes and pieces of shit or maybe they just have a different way of looking at stuff and if you guys talked, maybe they don't know anybody like you. Maybe they meet you and they look at things different. And maybe your ability to be humble and just project yourself and your thoughts honestly might affect them in a way where they could say I never met anybody like that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm starting to rethink things. Mm -hmm. We all know that we're whatever you are in December what is it December 27th? 2021 yeah. if whoever you are right now this is not like your ultimate form as long as you're sure. alive and you're mm -hmm. thinking and you're growing mm -hmm. we, we well, got to but we got to like decide that we're all in this together yes. and that we also got to decide <laughs> yes. that the only way we can do what you do or what I do is freedom you, ha you have mm -hmm. to be able to just say what you want you have to mm -hmm. be able to go wherever you you have to be you don't have you can't be tied down for a reason that doesn't totally make sense to some government organization well, that f what eats I, your taxes. What I think is, ha you're so right, and what I think is happening is people, um, mostly from societal persuasion and media persuasion, there's all this narcissism and this feeling of your individual suffering is more important or worse than someone else. And so you got to speak up and attack this person because they're they're the culprit, you know, like yeah. Dave Chappelle or something like that. And, and I think that it, it's interesting to me that um, nobody can be, well, first of all, everyone's entitled to their feelings, right? But like these days, like, you can't quietly be uncomfortable or sort something out yourself. You know, there has to be this alignment with identity and the way that people are doing it is so devi divisive. Like we are divided in so many ways. And, you know, I, I realize that a lot of things I say, people, you know, people might not like, and I'm not used to that. Like I'm a, I love everybody and I don't, I don't like offending people. It makes me uncomfortable and I, I don't, I'm a good person, you know? Um, but lately I, I've felt, uh, squelched like you know i can't say what i really feel because oh my god this side's not gonna like it you and just can't be responsible for so many other people's opinion of you there's nothing you could do about that you you you're entitled to your own opinion uh, your own opinion of you and i would assume your own opinion of you evolves as you grow and as you become a different person as you get older in life you, the problem with like expressing yourself about any controversial subject is you're going to encounter a bunch of people that were are deeply unhappy that disagree with you. Yes. They're going to lash out at you yes. in very personal ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is a disagreement that can be had and can be have si had civilly. And I have with friends mm -hmm. or close friends who I yeah. love to death and I admire very much who have a different perspective on things than me. Sure. There, there's, there's, that is okay too. Mm -hmm. All of it is okay. But the problem is you open the door for people to feel morally justified in being horrible people to you. Just nasty, mm -hmm. evil, 
a person to you that disagrees with you and they could just be a nasty evil piece of shit to you for for almost no reason mm -hmm. just because we look at yeah. things differently yeah and the idea is that anyone who you know that we're binary anyone who's on the left side of this fence is fucked for life and everyone is the right side i'll die for you like this is it's crazy tribal nonsense yeah. but so many of us buy into that because that's literally how our genetics were established the, whoever we are that are here we are the descendants of the people who made it mm. and it is a rough and tumble fucking history if you yeah. go through the history of humans before they could write things down before anybody you know they how about before we had language when they were just yeah. wild monkeys fucking yeah. each other and killing each other with rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we went from that to, oh, this this guy killed my fucking husband with a rock. No, I didn't do it. Yeah. Like, I was there, bitch. Yeah. Like, and then they started, they had there language. There wasn't a law. Yeah, and then there they wrote rules. things down. <laughs> yeah, and after yeah. they wrote things down, they started filming it. And like, oh, fuck, you got me on YouTube. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then, like, we're evolving in tune with technology because we're being, like, pulled along mm -hmm. by a great magnet of truth. Mm -hmm. So all the bad stuff is bad. There's no doubt about it. All the mean stuff is mean but it's part of it is because we don't know what the fuck we're doing yet we mm -hmm. have these impossible tools where you can communicate with the whole fucking world you could be a tiktok star because yeah, you're the like tools are so good at dressing too. up and dancing and you will have access to the minds of 45 million people which is wild shit that's crazy wild shit but it's real that's a real thing that's happening right now while you're being checked tracked by whatever fucking algorithms that app uses mm -hmm. and whatever fuck is checking what you're buying and where you're going flying yeah. what airport you fly out of and what's the do you use Lyft or Uber it's like there's, <laughs> there's a lot of weird Both. shit the connection is fucking bananas whatever new guys in town because they're usually cheaper anyway <laughs> yeah exactly right as we're doing this though you're moving in this direction right. of impossible integration into computers and what we're looking at with us, we're trying to keep our our, our way of our way of communicating was designed with no internet. We're not designed for the internet. We're not designed for the ability to access the opinions of millions of people simultaneously. It's too much. No, we're to on ask. machine time and machine thinking. Yeah. I feel like I have uh, I, I'm like a scout, right? Like if you sent me down the trail, you go, yeah. hey. I want you to go down the trail and gather up like a couple hundred million downloads a month and tell us what's up. Yeah, thanks for what you're doing for all of us. Tell us what seriously. You're, tell us what's happening. You're a hell of a scout. This is what it's like, and I'm yeah. like, hey, 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 hey. There's a cliff. <laughs> We're running towards a cliff. Stop, everybody! Everybody, stop! Please stop. We gotta hit the fucking brakes. And they're like, "You're an anti-vaxer," <laughs> and they just fucking keep going. <laughs> you don't believe in science. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Joe Rogan. And and I'm like, guys, guys, I want us to make it. There's a cliff. There's a cliff. Oh my god. Everybody's gotta slow the fuck down. Look, I, I'm I'm taking in opinions from all directions, like 360 degrees. Yeah, but it's I feel like at this point in time, and with the chaos that's here right now, like the the fucking universe has put me in this place where uh, I I can at least have access to more opinions than most people. Yeah, you know, and if you disagree with me, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I disagree with me all the time. I know it's hilarious. But if you if you agree with me, that's fine too. I might not even be right. We might all be wrong. But you can't be a cunt. And too many Agreed. people are just too many people just think it's okay to be a cunt today. I know it's just okay to be a cunt. It's okay to like. Yeah, but that falls back on you because when you're a cunt, you have to live with yourself. 
You do, but a lot not... of times they get extra cunty when no one responds because it, it generates the initial impulse and gives them some sort of like uh, like a pat on the back, some sort of like reinforcement. I don't think so. That what they're doing is okay. I think I think at the end of the day, you know, deep in the in the that you know pinprick of your spine of your existence that you're being an asshole and yes. it's not okay and, there, and there's yes. something that's going to be unsettling even if you have validation and a whole echo chamber of support at the end of the day it's not cool if you think it's not okay right if you're a thinker if you're a person who's discerning you know like you're really thinking about everything you say and everything you do and you want to make sure that you're a, a solid good human being you're a hundred percent correct but there's a lot of people well, you, out there you know that are what, just though? existing on the 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 like the the revenue of being a cunt. <laughs> there's a lot of, well, sure. a lot of money yeah, and yeah. cuntiness. You get, a, you get a whole account going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think that I think that um, yeah, it's it's a lonely time in that way, you know. But it doesn't have to be. No, it's, like, it's okay. I, I'd rather be shitting. lonely and secure in my values, but I'm not because. I have a hell of a partner and great friends, you know, that that's you as well. And, you and I think deserve that, all of it and more. You're an awesome human being. Thanks, um, man. Cheers to you. Proud to right be your back friend. At you, as likewise. always. As always. Thank you. But I, I think Dude, we've been friends for ten years now. How crazy over is that? 10 years. Shout out to Balls of Steel. Balls of Steel. <laughs> One dude introduced me to you when you guys are doing Angel of Death. Oh my god. That wow. Angel of Death acoustic on the roof, I remember thinking, oh my God, what a beautiful song. And it was everything about it. It was like, it was not just the beauty of the the song. It was the environment, the fact that it was an acoustic version that you guys did on a roof. It was so real. Thank you. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben. Um, but it's, uh, it's been a long time. We, it's like people, I, I feel like people can listen to people that are navigating life still with joy and with happiness and with good friends and mm -hmm. like with we're all doing okay like let's yeah. I think people listen I think that's important to know is that in the same time period as the shit is going fucking haywire and the culture war is at like full nuclear you know red alert threat mm -hmm. we're st there's still people out there that are just being nice to each other and having yeah. fun and yeah. what is really going on yeah What's really going on, I think, is we're in the middle of a fucking transition, some sort of a weird digital integration. Mm -hmm. And as much as we're trying to fight all this shit, and I, I think we should fight it being in control of human beings, it's going to come a time, whether it's 10 years from now or 20 years from now, some fucking artificial intelligence is going to be far superior than us, and it's going to trick us into plugging into the Matrix. Well, they already are. Yeah, by the way, that last Matrix... Anyway. Jamie liked it. Oh, get out of whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. We can talk about that now. <laughs> I think you guys should, but not with me in the room. <laughs> you didn't watch it? I'll leave. No, okay. I haven't watched it yet. My whole family was over. I couldn't talk. You I had to watch. talk about this later? We, yes. We have to watch Elf. <laughs> we watched Elf last night. Oh, that's great. Elf is fucking hilarious still. That's it's great. still really funny. That's, it is. It is. That's 2003. That yeah. fucking movie's really funny. You know what else is funny? Daddy's what? Home. With Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yes. And Will Ferrell. It is funny. That, that, Will Ferrell's that a funny me. motherfucker. He Talladega is. Nights. So is Mark Wahlberg. Oh, he's very funny. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Talladega Nights is a fucking <laughs> hilarious movie. <laughs> I did a movie with uh, that the woman, the main woman, Leslie Bibb from uh, really? Talladega Nights. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I did um, Zookeeper with her. You know, I didn't tell you this, but so I'd never seen news radio until recently. And, um, Nick's daughter loves it. 
That's and hilarious. so in the mornings we'd be getting up for school and stuff, and it would be on. And it, you're you were great, Joe. Aww. You did great. Aww. Yeah, it was easy. I played a moron. It was a really. <laughs> I played me. I played the worst version well, of me, the slightly to, stoned version of me. Knowing you now, you know, and like, I mean, were you doing a lot of comedy then? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was um, when I first started news radio, I was like six years when I went twenty. Yeah, six years into doing stand up. Amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. It was um, news radio started in ninety four, and I started stand up in eighty eight. So it was super lucky. How many seasons was that? It was five. The wow. last one was rough uh, because uh, Phil had been murdered by his wife. Right. Wow. I didn't know he got murdered during the film. I didn't know he, he got murdered still... while we were on break. Oh, God. Um, and then the only, there was no bright side of it. But the only way the did show was a lit. Uh, we did another season with John Lovett. So the only way we were able to do that is that John oh, and Phil were very good friends. And we were very good friends with John because we knew John from this. He was always like there with Phil. They were buddies. We we I, we got to know him. Everybody was very comfortable with him, mm -hmm. and he's really funny. John Lovitz is hilarious. He's crazy as fuck, but he's really <laughs> hilarious. But crazy in a good way. He's just a character. But the point is that like that's the only way we were able to do a final season, and we yeah. finished that season. That had to be and then they canceled it. Yeah. It was crazy. That, like they canceled it the one time that I was sure they weren't going to cancel it. Like all the other times at the end of the season, I was like, "That fucking show is not going to make it." Yeah. I was like, "Shit, it's so fun to do. And oh, it was so yeah. funny." But um, they had all been actors. Everybody had been an actor. Like like they had done a lot. Like Dave Foley had obviously done Kids in the Hall. He had done a lot of sketches and. He's he was like one of the secret producers of news radio. No kidding. <sighs> he would rewrite everything. He wow. was he's he's so goddamn smart and he's really talented. And so are the writers. And one of the beautiful things about the writers is they didn't have any issue with him doing it because they they trusted him. It's the reason why the show was based around him. They pr trusted him to sort of because of kids in the hall because he had a, he was, and he's just got a brilliant idea. He's mm -hmm. got a brilliant take on how to set up a scene. So they just gave him free reign. They just let him like That's he. Awesome. So sometimes they That's would disagree. That's the best work is done. Because exactly. You sometimes don't have too many they would disagree, and yeah. they would be like, "But we have to do this for the storyline." Yeah. You know, they'd have conversations about it, but so many times That's the, best the show was rewritten by yeah. Dave Foley. Yeah. That's the best way to work. I, I had that revelation later in life with music of just like people that are like, bring an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in, you know? Well, everybody was so talented on mm -hmm. news radio. The writers like Paul Sims and Josh Lieb and like mm -hmm. there's so, so many, so many of the writers were so talented and yeah. so good that it didn't matter. Like, like everybody was like just trying to make the best show. Everybody was just trying to make the yeah. best show. And when you get to do, so, so for me, it was like, I literally had been doing acting for like a year. For you one year, great. I'd be acting. But all of a sudden, yeah. I'm on a show with yeah. Dave Foley and Phil Hartman. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is yeah. going on? Well, you're like a magic person. <laughs> I'm the luckiest <laughs> bitch ever. So it's weird. Yeah, well, that's part of it. But also, like, I think about that stuff a lot. Like, you've got that timing, and then you've also, like, got the brain and the, the work ethic and just the talent, you know? I think, I, you know... I like watching people and, and understanding how someone got to somewhere and, um, 
Yeah, it's really exciting. Well, I have mental illness that I'm trying to cure through okay. hard work. <laughs> oh, you mean you're an overworker? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's also like here's the thing. Is this like like, like the exercise thing? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah okay. It's all the, all the all the things. Right, right, it's right. like the podcast thing, the comedy thing. It's like if I don't concentrate on something and pay attention to What's it. What's wrong with that? Then I turn on that myself. Men- mental, il- oh, it's right, mental right, illness. Mental right, illness. Because then right. I turn on myself. Turning on yourself's not super great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is I <laughs> I I have a drill sergeant in my head, mm. so it's like um, I will turn on myself. Yeah, but. Mm, Obviously, it's up to you to balance that. Yes. But I, th- I think that um, that's a really unique quality in terms of having the talent and the brain and the drive. And yeah, but I'm telling timing. you, a lot of the drive is like me running away from mental illness. Mental illness is like a barking dog. It's like, but like 50 yards away, and I just have to keep going. And yeah. I'm hoping he's going to give up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. No. But it, it's a different kind of mental illness. Like, it's not the worst kind. It's not like you want to like ruin your life and start doing coke. Right. It's it's like that I I need puzzles. Mm -hmm. I need some shit to solve. Yeah, I understand that. If I don't have an act I'm working on or something else I'm doing that's hard Mm -hmm. to do, I'll turn on myself. You know, I think a lot of us are like that. Yeah, I do that. I make war on Suzanne. And I, I try not to. I try to be nice to her. Well, you know, I've got a great therapist. and That's a you great know, phrase. Yeah, no. I make war on Suzanne. Yeah, I'm, that should be a song. Oh, yeah. It, oh. I'm sure it's had its iterations in, in there. I make war on Suzanne. I make war on Suzanne. Well, you know what's interesting? And, and not to like... It will be difficult to talk about myself in this way, but the Are truth is... Are you going to use yourself in the third person? No. Like, do it. No. Some people could do it. No, well, <laughs> It might they, be your thing. Okay. Try it. So I'm doing my best work I've ever done. So Suzanne Santos doing her best work she's ever done. <laughs> and I'm existing. Will you say it one time? No. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm not a cunt. <laughs> ah! Cheers. Oh, my God. But So you can't mm. do this shit on regular radio? No, you can't. You sure can't. <laughs> oh, my God. I did a couple of radio shows recently, and my songs have a lot of swear words in them, and I- Oh, no. What I, do you do? It was so hard. I did a couple- Actually, I did a couple shows in the Carolinas, and it was like some of the biggest paying gigs I've had in a while, and it was like, you know, like it was like a $20,000 weekend, and I needed that. So it was like the most- It was the only money I made all year. Did they tell you you can't swear? And it was- it, They were, had to be clean shows. And so I had- I. I had to work overtime to like make it sound good and like deliverable, you know. And and the, the thing is like when I you know when I curse in my songs, I'm not like doing it just to do it. It's part of the song. And you know what you need. What do I need? A beep button. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, I did it. I did it. But I was terrified. I was so self-aware. It really sucked because you know when you're singing and you're you know and I'm playing music, like I'm not like I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. You know, but I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, I, like these these people like they they brought me here. They're, they're paying me money. And like, I don't I don't want to fuck this up by saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. But the thing is, it's like you, you're in the artist compromise. Right. Because there's a reason why they wanted you there. They wanted you there because they love your work. So if they love your work, that means for them to be like, by right. the way, <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, that well, means they've listened. So if they've listened, that means they know you swear. It turned out to be great. Um but what I was going to say was What did that, you do? What did I do? Yeah, for like when I, you got I to the F word. I rewrote some stuff and it, and it was actually okay, you know. But like you couldn't say like goddamn and stuff like that. What? And so You couldn't say goddamn? You know. What about Odin be damned? <laughs> you know, 
I'm, I've been reading about Odin a lot lately. Odin was a bad motherfucker. I know, just hanging from that tree, giving his eye away. <laughs> Odin was a different kind of dude. I know, I know. I I find a lot of comfort in that lately, in in mythology. And... Well, it's interesting, right? It's like eventually people gave up on Zeus. <laughs> like there's not there's not a lot of people out there. Huh? Zeus he used to be the seat. fucking man. I know, I know. And then Back Odin. when they were making houses out of stone, Don't Zeus I know was it. the man. <laughs> Zeus was the goddamn man. Yeah, but oh, you can't know, even say goddamn man. He got, a, he, he, he got a little carried away, you know? He didn't have that humility. Where did Thor go? Where's Thor when we need him? What the God, fuck, he's, Thor? He's here. Do you know what the problem with the entire Marvel Comics universe is? Oh, we're going Marvel, not yeah. the tradition. Okay. Thor, he's in the Marvel Comics universe. Yeah, of course. You know what the problem is? Captain Marvel. She could fix everything. She could change everything. Right. Or the Hulk. Every time there's a Thor movie, that, I'm like, send in the Hulk, bitch. Yeah. Call your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your the, friend is um, the Hulk. Not Winter Soldier. What's the one after that? I don't know. The, okay, well, anyway. The one after Winter Soldier. Ca- Captain Marvel, like the whole time you're like, where was she? Oh. This whole time she could do all the things, but she was waiting. She was working on, she had another job. Anyway. What did, what did you show me, Jamie? Odin. That's Anthony Hopkins. Oh, no shit? Oh, yeah. Then, he was Odin? Which one was that? What? Where have you been? <laughs> No, but I'm trying to remember. I have too much data. All, all I have too much data in my head. Well, all of the Marvel with Thor, Anthony Hopkins was Odin. Here's the thing with the Avengers. Call the Hulk. He's... Who? What's happening? But I what's wasn't emo? talking about Marvel. The Hulk. I was talking emo about Hulk. actual the Hulk. mythology. Emo Hulk. Norse it's mythology. Emo Hulk. The problem sad. is so Hulk with the glasses is bullshit. Hulk with the glasses at the diner, remember that? He when he became he Mark Ruffalo? Sad. Reflective. Hulk, Hulk is listening to NPR <laughs> and he's crying and he wants to go to Guatemala. Have you, have you had Chris Hemsworth on? No, I haven't, but I'm afraid I'd fall in love. I know. He's so beautiful. I met him once when uh, I was playing with Hosier and we did Ellen. And I have a self, I have a photo with him where he took my, my phone and took our photo. And he was so nice. And you should swab that for DNA. That's say. Put it, put it in some sort of a fucking test tube. It's it's, it's an experience. Because if one day, <laughs> if if one day, like CRISPR gets to the point where all you need is like a, a coffee cup from I'm someone, and you, you could have their their body. First of all, look I, at that man on the right. Yeah, good for him. Jesus Christ. Good for him. He's gorgeous. I know. Yeah, and, and and he loves his wife. You know. I would hug him for moments, <laughs> long mom- moments. I just would want you him stop to comfort and write me. It down I want him to comfort me. <laughs> like, there's no doubt about it. That guy has superior genetics. Yeah. Like his his grandparents, his grandpappy's grandpappy was definitely a Viking. Right. Hundred percent. Right. right. It appears. I can't. I can't speak for the man. I don't know him, but it appears he has like the intellect, the kindness. The the comedy he's got the whole thing you know so you're in love no I'm I'm in love with, with Nick well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, if but you I admire in love. I admire Thor I'd rather keep him in a fictitious place <laughs> yeah I don't even want to know he jerks off oh, he's too perfect Jesus Christ there's only a couple of those guys like I hope they just get through life in the most noble way possible <laughs> him and Jason Momoa I hope they hold hands as they ascend to heaven do you know when we went to see Sturgill we had Johnny Bernthal, the Punisher. Oh, the Punisher. And Jason yeah. Momoa on yeah. either side of us. I know. We didn't even know. I did. We went. I didn't I know. We went to the Troubadour. <laughs> I was See, very unlike aware. Suzanne, I actually pay attention to the show. <laughs> I didn't know. I have a man crush on Jason Momoa. I, I met him show. in a Whole the Foods parking great. lot. I met Jason Momoa in a Whole Foods parking lot. He's did the fucking really? nicest guy of Amazing. all time. Gave me his phone number. 
Yeah, we, we just exchange phone numbers. That's the beautiful Did thing. Did you call him? I think we texted each other back and forth. Were you bit. like, hey, Jay? Uh, it's I me. Got, I got nervous. Jay I'm be with you. <laughs> I get nervous if I get a famous person's phone number. I'm like, shit. <laughs> this is too much pressure. It's like, I, I, I meet famous people now. You yeah, know, of and, course. And, um, you know, when you meet them, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter how many famous people you meet. When you meet someone who's famous and you never met them, you're like, oh, oh, there's yeah. that person. Yeah. And real, let's look at this yeah. fucking, the actual real yeah. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. That's super Crazy. cool. When, Crazy. I, when I was 19 in LA and I'd meet a famous person, I'd pretend like I didn't know who they were. <laughs> and I'd be like, Tim Timberlake? What is that, Italian? Who's, my my who's friend's that? wife did that. <laughs> but now, now I, like, the thing is, if I admire somebody, I'm going to just tell them, like, oh, man, yeah. I well, love your movies or I love your music, you know? And, I, good and for that, you. that feels comfortable to me to not pretend like i'm yeah cool <laughs> well it's like it's actually cool to do that sure it's actually cool to do that yeah but th there's a problem with like people uh wanting to people to know who they are too you know well that's annoying yeah yeah it's tricky yeah i always say hi i'm joe <laughs> yeah even if i know someone knows who i am i feel like i have to say that hi. i got i got recognized in the nail salon in oh, austin shit. And uh, this girl said all these nice things to me about, oh, my God, I love your music. And we, I just bought six tickets to your show on the 15th. But, like, I, I was like, oh, my God. So tell me about yourself. <laughs> so I got clingy because I was – and I think I kept her for too long. She was like, well, okay. okay I, I crazy. Go. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if they went to the show. but <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that's weird. It's like when, when you meet someone, they say they're going to go to your show. You're like, have a good time. But then you don't talk to them afterwards. Yeah. Like, I hope you had a good time. I don't know what happened. You know, it's 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 nice when someone admires your work. It's very nice. It is nice. It's very nice. It's just what you don't want is to feel like you're the shit. Like you, It's like a balancing act between yeah. like someone reaffir reaffirming that you're doing good, that they love what you're doing. But like you never getting to a position where you think like you're better than other people. It's like this sure. weird balancing act yeah, that no. actors and musicians and comedians and all kinds of famous people fail at all mm -hmm. the time because there's no guidebook. It's a weird balance though because like I want to enjoy it more, you know. Like we were, I was starting to talk about this earlier of like like I, I'm doing my my best work and the way that the music industry is structured is is like a failing model but how so um i i see very little return on on what i'm creating and putting out there but then the return is emotional like i i get a lot of like like you know my last record ruby red that came out in 2017 has a fuck ton of streaming right for for me but I made like ten grand off of it, and not not to measure it monetarily. So do you get most of the money from streaming? From that, shows. From shows. From shows. Oh, I'm so a, but, I'm but a when you're saying you made ten ten grand, you mean you made ten grand from, from the road? From or? from streaming. From stream. Okay, and, that's and what like I'm... pre sales out the uh, gate, and and like pre sales you know, of tickets or pre sales records, of the album. Okay. Vinyl specifically. But the um, what's the what what would you like to happen? Like what is what is like a normal. What if I you would, go back to like your early days. Sure, sure, sure. Um, what I would like to happen is um, I want like concentrated touring where I'm play I'm out for like two weeks and then I'm not away from home for so long because 
home is really important to me. And for so long in my life, like I moved every year for like 15 years. I didn't really have a home. And I'd just be on the road constantly. And what I would like is, you know, a, a comfortable amount of financial return. And then my home life while I'm creating more content and music. Um, but, you know, COVID kind of put a kibosh on but all of that. Don't you think that that's how all artists feel when they 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 feel like they're putting out so much, but they're, they're not getting it back? They feel like there's a disproportionate well, relationship, yeah, I mean, the, like the, something's off, right? The, the way it's built now, yeah. Yeah, because so what's what's the flaw? Like, what's the bottleneck in the system? It seems like the bottleneck in the system is getting your music to people. Well, that. Right. Um, That's the streaming, bottleneck. Streaming. Like. So is the streaming thing like a, a money thing? Like, do you, when, when they stream it, how does it work? Do you own the song? Do you own the writing? I do. You do. But, you know, if you work with a label, they usually own your copyright. And, and depending on your deal, depending on your leverage that you have, um, so it totally depends on whatever deal you make. It's not like a, there's not a standard deal. No. So the things like with young artists, if someone's coming up and they haven't like fully popped yet, when when people know they're good and they have a bright idea of their future, they'll sign them and lock them into these weird contracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get in trouble. I've I've had that. I've gotten in trouble. Everybody seems to. Yeah. Everybody. I'm not supposed to talk about this because there's an NDA, but like <gasps> my first, I signed a deal when Don't I was 19. Don't get sued. So it turns out that NDA uh, actually does apply. So we're going to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> we had to look it up, folks. And it turns out uh, this story is uh, not appropriate so, for. Moving on. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> Don't get sued, Suzanne. I killed a, uh, an elk and a pig <laughs> in October. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I've Do you got... still have those huge, like, refrigerators? They're out in here, your, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Your yeah, I have some here now. You know, when you gave me the bear meat, the bear sausage? Yeah, did you like it? Fucking excellent. It's delicious, right? I made it with some pasta. Ooh. It was delicious. Nice. Did yeah. you, like, pan fry it? A little bit of oil? It was a while ago, you... Joe. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. The, it's, it's, they're really good. The elk meat was also delicious. Elk meat is better. And, elk meat's um, the best meat because you don't have to worry about trichinosis, so you don't have to like right. cook it to 165 degrees. Sure. What, if I get real sketchy about giving bear meat to people, I won't give bear meat to a moron. Yeah. Because if you give like, because uh, because they if thank they, you, if, so you don't think I'm a I moron. I definitely don't think you're a moron. <laughs> but um, even people that aren't morons, like uh, my friend uh, Steve Rinella got trichinosis, oh, and his shit. whole crew did. I follow him on Instagram. He was I in uh, Alaska, and they shot a black bear, and they cooked it over a fire. And people are like, what are you talking? You're eating a fucking bear? I'm folks. This is what's going to sound so crazy. When uh, Davy Crockett or Daniel Boone, whichever. I think it was Davy Crockett who sold uh, bear meat. People would eat bear meat, and then they would use deer for hides. Okay. Like in the turn of the century or whatever the fuck it was, they the 1700s. The no, they didn't eat deer. They didn't prefer it. I mean, they ate it if they had to. Do you like venison? Hungry. I do. Okay. I love it. But the thing is, that's preferred now, whereas black bear Isn't it, meat- Is it riskier with venison? No. No, it's not. No, no, no. Okay. No. Venison's not- It's not risky yet. Here's the thing. Because there's, there's, there's all kinds of weird. But here's the threat. The threat is CWD. What CWD is called chronic wasting disease. And it's like. Yeah. It's I've a, seen that. It's a prion disease. So it's like mad cow disease. Mm. But it hasn't jumped to humans yet. So it only exists in deer. But it exists in a lot of deer. 
mm-hmm. people are terrified. It's going to make a jump to humans. Have you had any experiences with ticks? I personally have not, but I have very good friends yeah. that, have, that have gotten Lyme disease. Yeah, and one too. of my good friends got what's called alpha-gal. And alpha-gal is an allergy to red meat. So he had a tick that burrowed him, him burrowed in his belly button. Oh and he, no! And he pulled his fucking tick out after like a day or whatever it was. Like you don't, they they numb but down. But can you take antibiotics for that? It depends. Because there's depends so many if you different... know what happened. Like you might not feel bad at first. You might right. wait a while, and your doctor might misdiagnose it. My buddy, he brought his son in, and his son had like Bell's palsy, like his face went numb, oh, and the doctor was like, "No, there's nothing wrong." And like, and then he eventually got them to test and figure out that it was Lyme disease. But the doctor was immediately like sort of dismissive. I think when the Bell's palsy kicked in, that's when the doctor looked at him. But before the, the doctor was like trying to play it off like it was nothing, because they don't know. Yeah. And the the thing about the fucking the weird thing about Lyme disease is that they think it might be connected to this thing called is it called Meniere's disease. Look up Meniere's disease. There's this thing that they, where people seem to be losing their mind and thinking that like strings are growing out of their skin. And they think that this disease is connected to Lyme disease because the people that get it almost all have Lyme disease. And they think that Lyme disease may have some sort of a neurotoxic effect. Yes. Is that Meniere's disease? Well, well Lyme disease. No, is- it's not it. Lyme disease, inner, they call it the ear disease thing. Oh, that's right. That's what Dana White has. That's the, when you have a tinnitus. It's mm-hmm. like a. But they call it, it the great imitator because Lyme disease can manifest in all these different ways, in all the, all your systems. Yeah, but hang on, I'm going to go crazy if I don't figure this out. <laughs> there's like uh, there's like uh, a skin thing. Morgellons. Magellans. Thank Morgellons. you. Morgellons. Yeah. That's right. Morgellons. So this Morgellons disease. We we actually went to a conference. I did this uh, um, uh, sci-fi show a long time ago. We went to a conference to talk to these people. And one of the things that I found was fascinating, like this is a doctor who had it. And this disease is like you see like worms moving behind your eyelids, but they're not there. But they're not there. Wait, like it's like... It's not there. Like psychotic? You see it, but it's not really there. You're hallucinating. So what... And then you start picking at your skin because you think like fibers are growing out of it. And then you... So you're on acid. No, you're... you're, There's some sort of a neurological thing that happens with Lyme's disease in some people. So some some people that have Lyme disease, it's, uh, it's standard symptoms. But this doctor was saying that some people... They have hallucinations, and they oh think God. it might be a part of this. He, the way he described it to me, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I'm doing my best. He was saying that essentially a tick doesn't just have this one disease. It probably has a myriad of diseases, and some of them we haven't even fucking recognized yet. Is and, it considered a parasite? Oh, yeah. Ticks yeah, are yeah, parasites. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. that's so scary. They cling to you and suck your blood. Uh, They're gross. I Look. saw your post today about the tongue thing with the carp that's a cunty little bug right that's disgusting that's disgusting that's terrifying that's well, horrible you, well you know that's what the angel of ben wrote the angel of death i did not write that song what did, what did he write about a parasite he wrote it about um after watching planet earth and all of these oh the, the documentary specific series? species that would take over your brain Ooh. and and you know that it's te- it's a terrifying thought but you know it it happens, and like God forbid, it happens to us. <laughs> it seems like <clears throat> no matter what you are, whether you're a frog or an eagle or a wolf, like there's there's a system in place 
that's designed to encourage innovation and success and growth and strength and dominance and also weed out the weak and weed out the weak whether mm-hmm. it's weak psychologically weak socially weak so culturally weak physically media. it's all things it's like everything right. is a test no matter what happens with humans there's everything is a test mm-hmm. you, are you going to be a victim or a victor are you going to be successful or a failure are yeah. you going to be happy or sad are you going to be weak are you going to be strong? Are you going to be loving? Are you going yeah. to be an asshole? Like there's this like constant incoming flux of information and a battle of like how to react and how to behave. And we're all like caught up in the middle of it. Like, mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. and then you have government and government starts steering it. Like, well, the problem is all oh, these people who don't have TSA pre and you know, they just fucking, they go after like specific groups of people and turn you on them. Did you see that crazy video of that lady with no mask on yelling at a man on a plane to put your mask on? No. It is the wildest shit ever because it is the most 2021 video of all time. This lady hits this guy. Is this the zombie apocalypse? Not yet. Uh. No, that's not going to happen. It's going to be that's going to be like many many generations from now. What what we're dealing with right now is like this sort of a reckoning that we're all kind of responsible for the tone of the civilization that's around us. Where all of us sort of looked at the civilization that was in place, the culture that was in place, and said that, well, this is just you know how it's always been, and this is how it will be for the foreseeable future, and I'm just gonna like m- operate on the idea that all this was like set up by some super intelligent people that really had a good uh, sense of the future, because we see <clears throat> sure. that in like the Declaration well, of it Independence, feels very other. the Constitution. We see that like they've kind of figured out like, hey, this could go se- sideways, and this is how it could go sideways. So you can't give anyone power for any long period of time. Sure, like four years in then people get to re- reassess and then you get right. another four years and you know and they they figured out some like parameters where they felt like they could foresee how human beings could go ape shit with power and how they could correct for that but the big ones are the freedom of of speech that's a big one that's giant the fact that people want to fuck with that it's like oh my god <sighs> You, you, there's no other way than letting everybody talk. Mm-hmm. There's no other way. That includes like the people that are like if you, if the Nazis have the power to silence the people who aren't the Nazis, that's bad, right? Well, guess what? If the people who aren't Nazis have the power to silence the Nazis, that can be equally bad because for f- whatever fucked up reason, some people are going to listen to those folks. And they if those, are. if they get shut down, if they get shut down left and right. And they don't have to engage with someone who clearly has better ideas than them or the whole world gets to see well this idea sucks because it was tested on the battlefield of discourse that's what it's supposed to happen right like they're supposed to talk about things like when you have someone who has a terrible There's no idea room for discussion that's the but there's there, no there, discussion. But there, there is. There's just too many people have too much power to shut it down. So their right. initial impulse is to shut it down. But that's just because we haven't had this power before. Mm-hmm. And we're like, shut it down, shut it down. And the people shut it down like, wow, what we do got to shut it down. Power? The power to shut things down. Right. Like a small group of people can just decide that they're going to protest something and shut everything down. Right. They, right, can, right, they right. can decide to change. the Like the Dave Chappelle thing is a great example. What Dave did in that special was respond to previous like anger at him about what they perceived to be transphobic comments with talking you look him about up on Wikipedia that's friend. one of the first things that comes up it's ridiculous. that's okay that's okay you don't have to believe that 
the the reality of it is if you listen to the special it's a story about a person that he loved i know it's not but, but here's Infuriating. why it's it, it is but it's not it the problem is not that a small percentage of people reacted in the way they did and started shutting things down the problem is that we're all willing to consider what a small percentage of people are furious about rather than what we think because it's too hard to <laughs> gather your own opinion independently on every subject especially when you could be called out for it mm -hmm. or people can decide they're going to attack you for mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. you know there's just it doesn't mean that we can't all do better but what it does mean is we can't get anywhere if we just attack each other mm -hmm. mercilessly Agreed. and without logic Here's the thing about Dave Chappelle. First of all, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my he's life. He's so nice. He's brilliant. You've met him. He's wonderful. Big fan. Here's, here's the other thing. When, you, when they're talking about this material, they're not citing specific bits. Have you noticed that? With this, they keep saying the transphobic this. The tra they're not saying. Well, there's all these he key said words this. that are used. Yeah, that 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 counter the actual experience of listening to his 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 special. I, I, it's like, mm. but there's also like tribes. It's like that you reading have the headline, but you to. didn't read the whole article. You know, there's tribes that you belong to where Correct. they have an idea. Oh, Dave, Fo you know, Dave Chappelle said something transphobic, and you just get mad at him, and you don't know exactly what he said. Yeah, I, I have to say that, like, I, I'm ashamed to admit that I, I was in that vacuum for a little while in L.A. Not against Dave or anything, but like. I was part of the collective anger and repost and I got to a point where I recognized that I was not operating on my own agency and I wasn't I was losing my sense of myself and I'll be honest with you when I came here to visit you guys last December I you know I was in my bubble in LA and and I saw that you and Dave were doing stand up at Stubbs and I hadn't, you know, played or seen any shows all year and I really wanted to come see you guys. And you and I called you and and you were like, just come down. Get on a plane. I was like, well shouldn't I drive? Shouldn't I be <laughs> shouldn't I not touch anything? And you know, and you were like, just just come down. And you know, I it honestly, Joe, like I it changed my life because I I'm I got on a plane. I came here to visit I ended up singing with Gary. Everybody got cooties that night yeah, except you cooties. and me. Well, I'm still standing. And, you and you me know, were the only ones that didn't get it that I, night. I don't know if I did. Who fucking knows? Well, like, you, we, but we test you for antibodies. I know. Did we test you before today or today the only day you for did, antibodies? You did, but I don't think it was a blood test. I thought it was a, a, a swab. Well, we definitely did a regular swab, which is a rapid <laughs> antigen <finger> test. <laughs> the finger hurts. That's hilarious. <laughs> but wait, let me... So, like, point is, you had talked to me about leave in LA right and I I came here because I just I wanted to see some art I wanted to see you I wanted to see Dave I've always wanted to see Dave I've never I'd never seen him before at that point and you got to see him in a historical time I did whereas it was his idea to do these shows we did these shows at Stubbs but it was purely Dave's idea he was like we can't let him take this thing he goes, we got, we got to keep this rolling. We got to, we got to give these people some fun. Man, I was laughing and I was crying because yeah. it was fucking beautiful. And he developed that set. But that both saw of you were like, thing. it was just, it was so powerful. And, and then you know, um, like, 
the whole thing was really magical because um, I also was like, fuck, should I move to Texas? Like, what should I do? And I'm like, like you and Gary and then a couple other friends I have were like the only people I knew here. And I, I like, I don't know. I think I told you the story, but like not recently, but when I left the podcast that we did December something of 2020, you, you, me and Gary, I decided to drive around and I was like, oh man, I should like, I've only been here when I've been touring or, or there's festivals. So it's like yeah, madness. You told me this one, yeah. And, and I was driving down some street. I, I didn't know where I was. And um, I like, you know, asked God or the universe. I was like, man, should I move to Texas? This is so crazy. <laughs> I, like not in a million years. It seems like it gets pretty hot here, you know. And I was driving down some street. I mean, this is a true story. This is fucking wild to me. And I was driving my rental car and there were these people walking in the street with their dog and I, I slowed down and then I looked over and it was my friend Alejandro Shaky Graves who's the only like other person really that I know knew at the time in Austin and it was I started I started crying I was like what the fuck like I okay like I guess I got my answer I guess I should move to this place and and I in the like coming months like I, I basically got a uh, 